let's be real like we're all human we all release dopamine there are all things that there are things that get us going like eating chocolate makes us feel amazing makes us feel good in the moment but just because that is short-term pleasure doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing it right it's all about balancing balancing everything in this life but I do feel like when it comes to passion and doing what you love that is more sustainable Hello and welcome back to the Dawn Happiness Podcast. Now today I'm joined with Alayton. He's won two awards of Black History Youth for Entrepreneur and Young Leader. She's a gold award for contribution for science and she's over the best time at Postmasters. Now, Alayton, the first question I have you is that you say that happiness is a choice. Why is it that you believe this is a choice? So when we talk about happiness um a lot of the time when i'm talking to people sometimes happiness looks like a destination almost so like once i get a first i'll be happy once i finish this course i'll be happy once i start hitting the gym i'll be happy and for me my happiness was once i get spiritual once i get religious once i put on hijab i'll be happy um so what was very interesting is on my 21st birthday, um, that was the goal I set for me to wear hijab. And I wasn't wearing it, so I was taking pictures without it. And like on the day, like it was great. I was honestly feeling so amazing. But the day after, I was just so, I don't even know how to describe it. I was so disappointed in myself. I was like, what the hell is this? Like, why is my hair out when I set my goal? For me to wear hijab on my 21st um and I was yeah I was really unhappy with myself so in the moment when I was celebrating my birthday I was very happy I was surrounded by friends family showing me appreciations you know just saying really cute things um and then the next day I just I don't even know I don't know how to describe it like I just went into this kind of mood where everything was bad everything was wrong with the world or my world specifically and I was just unhappy because I hadn't reached that goal of wearing hijab um and a lot of times during the lockdown I have found myself not happy with my achievements because I feel like I should be doing more or I feel like I should be on another route or I should be I should just be doing something else um I think one thing I said was I feel like I'm taking up space and I completely got shut down from that um from that comment by my mum because she was like don't ever say that about yourself like you've graduated you know you've got an amazing grade you've done so much at your time at uni like why would you say that um and it did it did make me question why I thought so lowly of myself um and it honestly just came down to like I was just choosing to look at all the things that I didn't have rather than looking at all the things that I did have hence why I think that happiness is a choice because life is relative like bad things happen to everyone good things happen to everything everyone but you really have to choose to be content in that moment and I think happiness just comes from being content with what you have and just trusting in the fact that things will be better than where you are now if they're not that great 
Um, and I just feel like that is the basis of being happy is just contentment. So, yeah. <laughs> so, what, like, okay, so my kind of question is that you say that, oh, you've achieved a lot. There's a lot of good things about you. There's a lot of good things that you've done. And if you focus on them, then that's where you can get that kind of time from. Mm. Right? If there's someone who is looking at their life and they can't find anything, or they genuinely are looking for good things that they've done and they can't see anything in their life, what would you then recommend to them? How would you say that they find happiness? Or do you think that they even can be happy? I thought, good question. I definitely feel like different things make different people happy, right? So if you're not the type of person to want to, I don't know, how do I say this? Like you, you don't find, you know, your happiness stems from like external validation. For some people it does. Mm. Um, there are different ways for you to pick instances in your life when you're like, yeah, this is good. Like this feels nice. So let's say you haven't won awards um, because me personally, I don't get my happiness from awards. Like I don't get my happiness from all these things that people think should make me happy. Um, I get my happiness from my support network, from just being able to talk as freely and as careless as I want, being able to be silly around my friends, being able to dance and just do really weird stuff that, you know, some people looking in might be like, if you're right, that's what makes me happy. Um, so for the person who hasn't got achievements or stuff like that, I would say just find things that when you do them, you feel great and just try and do as much more of that as you can in your life. So, yeah, I don't know if that answered the question. No, no, it, it does. It does. But I've got a follow up question from that as well. So like, OK, so happiness is often kind of not defined as these kind of three stages, but it's three kind of sources that it happens from. So you've got pleasure, passion, and purpose. Mm-hmm. And pleasure is like when you do something, you feel good. I don't know, you could eat some food and it feels good. Pleasure. But that's like basic level, right? You've got passion, which is like, oh, like I really enjoy doing this. This is good. And then this is right. This is perfect for me. This is what like, if I had to do something for the rest of my life, I, I feel at home here, right? Mm. With those three kind of levels of different happiness, right? Like you said, you don't get your happiness from awards and things like that where people say, oh, you should get happiness from this. Because in my mind, it's a very basic happiness. Right? And as amazing as, what, as these awards are that you've accomplished, it's not, you're right, it's not where you should be getting your happiness from because it's mm. because you'll get happiness from it and then it'll die down and then you've got to live the rest of your life after that. So <laughs> living like that isn't, isn't good for your mental health. So in terms of people who, like you said, don't have those, you can find a good support network, find people around you, find things that you enjoy doing, right? Would you say focus on just things that you enjoy doing that make you feel good? Or is, is there another level that? so yeah you are right when it comes to let's say short-term and long-term happiness right um that gratification you get when someone likes your photo that's short-term happiness and that's something that's very unsustainable right like 
right, you right. can't keep posting photos on Instagram. Um, and it, um, so yeah, that is. Uh, okay. So in terms of happiness, um, and like let's say sustainable happiness, I do mm-hmm. definitely feel like it is a, a mixture of your short-term happiness, like things that come from pleasure um and like lot you love doing brings out the best in you i do feel like it's all about balance because let's be real like we're all human we all release dopamine there are all things that there are things that get us going like eating chocolate makes us feel amazing makes us feel good in the moment but just because that is short-term pleasure doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing it right it's all about balancing balancing everything in this life but I do feel like when it comes to passion and doing what you love that is more sustainable um it gives you something to work towards and to actively do and it's it I feel for a lot of people it gives them meaning in their life um having that goal or having or knowing that oh because I'm doing this um I feel great and I can keep doing this like it's not something that is a one-time thing so yeah i have no idea if i'm answering your question so just let me know if i'm no, no, going no, on a tangent right, right. I, I get what you said i get what you said um okay. that's interesting and just kind of like you mentioned purpose and like just moving on to that kind of whole topic in itself do you believe you have a purpose do you believe people have purposes that what's your kind of opinion on purpose as a whole uh, for me, I really do feel like finding your purpose just brings a whole different meaning to your life. Um, and I feel like, well, for me personally, when I didn't, like I knew uh, there was something I was put in this world to do. I always knew that. And that to me, that's purpose. And I definitely feel like when it comes to purpose, everyone's always fixated on do this one thing that you love, one thing that gets you up in the morning. But it could be so much more than that. There can be many things um, that you were born to do, right? So for me, when people ask me what I'd love to do, I say, oh, I love to speak. And then I'm like, oh, actually, I love to write. I love to talk to people. All of these things, um, to me, that's my purpose. That's why I've been put on this earth. And I really do feel like everyone does have a role to play in just making the world great. So yeah, that's purpose to me. Oh, fair enough that's a really good way of thinking about it and is is your purpose something you said find your purpose is something is purpose something that you are kind of naturally given before you're even a kind of you grow up and you know what it is or is it something that you can decide for yourself something you grow into like what's the what's the sorry what's the path of finding your purpose so i feel like either or some people really do believe like they were born to do things like as soon as they as soon as they like five they start you know playing piano and that's it like that's their purpose right but I do feel like when it comes to like finding something really sustainable you really have to go out of your way to find what you're good at like I would have never known I was good at drawing if I never picked up a pen put on the paper and started drawing right and I feel like that's what it takes to find your purpose you need to be proactive I don't feel like your purpose your purpose for a lot of people will just come um like and just come to you. I feel like you have to go out there, do so many different things, know what you don't like and what you do like, and from that, that's where your purpose kind of comes from. Um 
but for others, I feel like they do. They are kind of born into it. But for me, I don't think I was. Fair enough, fair enough. No, it, it's, it's interesting because I feel like it's, it's, there's a certain level that people get to as well where they talk themselves into a purpose and they're like, oh, no, this is my purpose in life. And they like, and sometimes it works. Like, I do that for myself as well sometimes. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to, like, force myself to do something. I'm just like, oh, you need to get up. Like, and then I, I'm making it in my mind, oh, yo, like, this is so important for you to do. Like, like this is, like, you're, like, almost born to do this kind of stuff. And I'll tell myself that over and over again. Like, just, like we both know law of attraction, in it? So, like, we'll automatically, our brains will stop processing it in that kind of way. And it'll encourage us to do yeah, the things that yeah. we want to get done. So there's a certain level of manipulation of purpose, but do you think that you can like fully manipulate your purpose, or do you think it's something that is like it's partly within you and it's like untouchable, or do you think it's something that you can completely change about? If you know what I mean? Mm, that is interesting. I don't really thought about it that way. So. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I really don't know. I feel like life is just so like life is just so amazing, right? So there's the there's just certain things that happen in your life that you feel like, wow, like this was meant to be. Like, you know, like if I didn't sit on the bus at 8 a.m. in the morning and spoke to this person at like 10 past eight, I wouldn't be here. So when it comes to purpose, it does come the case of like, was that always meant to happen? Or was that something I initiated? Um, okay, I would answer that question then. I feel like, yeah, you have to initiate the process, but I do feel like you grow into yourself. So, like, when you tap in to that place, um, you know, when you find a new hobby, when you find something that, that just makes you feel so excited, when you tap into that, I think that's when it kind of manifests and that's when it kind of becomes this big thing in your life where, you know, you've got meaning and everything's great and you can wake up and be like, yeah, this is my purpose. And I do feel like you grow into that. But at the same time, I do believe that what you think about will manifest into in like into your actions, right? So if you're always trying to say, you know what, like I don't I don't like writing. I don't like writing. Like I need a different I need to find a different thing. Your brain's gonna focus on finding a different thing. Um mm -hmm. whether you truly fit what you're trying to manipulate, I'm not sure. But I do feel like you do grow into whatever you pursue. So yeah <laughs> i mean now that answers my question pretty well thanks now that it, it i think it is really interesting like how much kind of power we have with our own mind like even you saying the way to proper yourself and forcing oh, i'm just taking up space like even that like subconsciously if you say that out loud if you even if you think it it has it reflects yeah. on the actions it reflects on everything that you're doing and it really shows and people think that oh, no, it's fine. I'm just telling myself I can say, like, whatever it is. Man, if you start monitoring your kind of internal dialogue and you really understand what's going on there, then it's, it's, it, it makes such a big impact. And actually, right, this is, this is a good kind of thing to go to. Actually, go internal dialogue, the conversations you have with yourself. I learned, like, 
I listened to a lot of that about Les Brown. He was the one, <laughs> he was the one who kind of like started that for me. And I was just like, yo, man, he's right. He's right. And like, I've always looked up to Les Brown. I've always wanted to meet him. I, I just think his voice, his laugh, everything is just amazing. All right. So do you want to explain to the audience a little bit about what happened? Was it like last week, the week before, something like that? <laughs> oh, God, you really have to call me out. Um, so <laughs> basically, you. I'll actually tell you the story of how this happened because I love stories. Um, so... I attended this summer startup week. Um, it was um, funded by the Welsh government because I go to um, I go to uni in Wales. Um, so they funded this summer startup week where all the unis in Wales kind of collaborated and arranged a Zoom call, right? Mm-hmm. So on the last day, the last day was networking. And I kid you not, like after doing all the sessions, I was so tired. I was so burnt out, like... Like, you know this about me. Like, I I wake up at, like, 2 p.m. Someday, oh. I was waking up. <laughs> that week, I was waking up early, like, 9.30, start to go on these sessions. And the last day was networking. And I was so burnt out. I was like, I can't do this. I can't. I can't get up. I can't wake up. Like, this, I can't. But something just told me, like, even if you're not going to get out of bed, open your laptop and open that Zoom meeting. So that's what I did. Like, I was lying in bed. If they told me to turn my camera on, I would have been so embarrassed um, <laughs> because I was literally just lying there. But I had the Zoom meeting up, and there was this woman talking about the power of networking, the power of meeting new people, um, and how to network, actually. And then at the end, she said, oh, yeah, so we've got this amazing um, networking event um, with Les Brown. And I was like, I literally, like, sprung out of bed. I was like what no way (laughs) I love this man I love Les Brown like you can like his energy is beautiful his energy is so infectious that laugh boy (laughs) and I was just like no I'm not hearing this right so when she dropped the um like she dropped the link to her her business page I just couldn't believe it I had to jump on um and what was mad is that because it was at like eight eight o'clock at night I was actually traveling up to Wales to get my stuff and I still came in a little bit late but I didn't care like even after traveling what four hours to get um to North Wales I just jumped straight on the call and I was just loving it he's so ah I'm so sorry I feel so bad but he's so amazing he's so amazing he's literally the same as he is on his podcast like in you know I don't know but what, what do I say virtual world like just on zoom right like he just held the room like and I don't know how he did it it was so amazing I I look up to him he's so great I feel like I've spoken a lot about how much I love him but it's just the <laughs> way he he talks the way he in just I don't know what's the word where's that word oh this Engaging. is where my brain cells stop working yeah let's talk about engaged like engaged the audience the way he talks the way he laughs his energy it's just inspirational it was so cool it was so cool I still can't believe it I can't believe it honestly when you messaged me and told us that you just you just feel on a zoom call with us from I could not believe it for the life of us man uh, insane insane but yeah I mean just to kind of 
move like very easily move down to a different topic. You mentioned how the same on this podcast that he was losing call. And it didn't make kind of think about like uh, the person that you are and how does that change maybe when you're with different people and like how do you like change your personality sometimes as you're going through life, as you grow older. I think for me personally, I try to be to the core of me as much as possible in every situation. So like I don't try to change at all. So like I'm meeting or I'm meeting this like a big corporate person. I'm meeting like a CEO. I don't I don't try to change anything about me, the way I speak, the way I talk, the way I would act. Like I try to stay very true to who I am and what I actually think and feel. Now, I know we've talked about this a little bit about how like it does change with time and how you feel and how things like life just goes on and you start to think about yourself differently, you start to see yourself differently. How's that kind of process been for you and how is that related to your kind of happiness? Ah, uh, these questions. Okay. Good or bad? <laughs> okay. Can you just repeat the question so I like I know I'm answering it? All right, okay. So the question is, is that you change a lot through life, through different experiences. How do you stay true to yourself and how do you know what that kind of true self is? Okay. The reason that I'm laughing because I feel like this question is so rude. Like, I feel like we've spoken about, like, where I'm at in my life and you're still asking me this question? Nah, I'm joking. Hey, 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 um, look, look. It's about honesty. <laughs> the thing is, we, we all go through this kind of stuff and it's mm. something that we've talked about. And I know for a fact that even because you're struggling with certain things, like whatever it is, I struggle with certain things, the more you talk about it, I can almost guarantee there's other people out there who are struggling with the exact same thing. And by talking about it, we're making their life easier. So even if it is just about, I don't know, I'm just struggling, even that way to help someone. So just yeah. whatever you are at the moment. <laughs> It's such a big question. Like, I don't even know where to start. Um, okay. Let me just think for a couple of seconds. So it's just about, like, bringing your... Like, I don't even know where to go with this question. So how, how okay. do you kind of... Oh, go on, sorry. No, no. I need all the prompts I can get. Okay, so I was, I was going to say, like, how do you try and stay kind of true to who you feel you are okay um so i i mean it depends on the situation i can't lie when i'm meeting new people i always try and bring let's say 95 percent of who i am just so that person knows like right i can't deal with her or yeah she's a bit of me um <laughs> But I know that there have been instances in my life, let's say work, where I've kind of watered down my personality by 50%, just, just to kind of like stay focused on the work, you know, just do the work, get the job done. And I realised that that actually doesn't work in your favour at all. So I'll bring an example up of when I was working um, at a mental health hospital. So I do psychology so I've always had an interest in mental health and working with people 
and I would just never speak up about it. Like, I don't know why. So when people would just be like, oh, how are you? Um, you know, just talk to us if you ever need anything. I just wouldn't talk if I ever needed anything. And that's very, like, the opposite of my personality, right? I'm, I would say I'm pretty bubbly, energetic, um, and I love to ask questions. But because the setting was so new to me, I just thought, like, they were just saying that to say it. Like, they didn't actually want me to ask questions. They just wanted me to get on with the work. But as time went by and I became more comfortable in the work environment, yo I never stopped asking questions like I would email people like if they were emailing me minutes let's say like psychologists and clinicians like I would email them questions of like oh my god so in your job like how is it to do x y and z can we meet up um to talk about your job can like I was so extroverted and <laughs> I was so inquisitive and that was just me as a person bringing my whole self so I feel like what I've learned about just being you and about just being very, I don't know, not watering down your personality is to just always, to the best of your ability, just bring your true self to every occasion. Um, how to do that? Hmm. I have no idea how to do that. I feel like it's just about not filtering what you say, not putting a filter on your personality because if you put a filter on your personality, the people that are going to be attracted to you are going to be the people that you don't really want to spend time with because you've mm -hmm. given off this persona of like let's say you're reserved you know you're you like you haven't really shown people what you're about and they're, they're attracted to what you haven't shown them in a way so it's more about just being very open being very honest about the person you are and the per and the people you want to be around so that you attract the right people so yeah no, that, that's actually, like, it's not something that I've thought about a lot, but it's something that I need to think about more, I think. So, like, especially when I was in, like, um, secondary school, I would feel that every conversation I had with other people, because I was like, mm. oh, I want this person to like me. I want this person to want to talk to me. And I would try and think, oh, like, how can I match what I like to what they like? Like, make sure that they think better me in that way. And, like, all of them, like, don't matter now. And, like, when I think about it, it's so stupid to me. It's a good time. <laughs> but, like, it, I, I still kind of, like, like, it was because often like you're scared of like oh what's the consequence of that so like oh, then i'm not going to talk to you or like i'm not going to be like a friend or whatever like, or, like so even if oh, i'm i'm going to be professional like just kind of relax and be myself yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and like people people change it but it's like if if you start that then you've got to uphold that like you said for yeah. however long yeah. and then like then it's almost like a oh, like, you've either got to stick with that, which is going to kill you internally. Like, trust me, like, that is mm. not going to be... Yeah, I'm sure, like, your friendship groups have changed as well over the years, or, like, the people that you talk to interact more with, like... <laughs> <laughs> it, it changes because your interests change, who you are changes, and your energy changes. So trying to make sure that you keep that together in one piece is like like you have to focus on yourself and understand like, you know, even if you might come across as weird to other people if that's who you are that's who you are at the end of the day mm. changing that it's just it's just going to cause more problems for you and i personally 
you cannot be happy like that. You cannot be happy living a life like that because you're not, you're not staying true to yourself. And as cringy as that is, it's so key for being happy. Mm. So, it is. I agree. No, I agree. I definitely feel like the whole people pleasing aspect can honestly be so damaging to your um, personality because, or personality, just your happiness. Because what comes with people pleasing is that you have this expectation that they're going to react in this way when you do this thing for them. Mm. So when they don't give you that reaction and that's all you've been working towards, you're kind of just like, excuse me? Like I've spent all this time (laughs) to make you happy and you're going to come back to me and criticize what I'm doing when all I'm doing is out of love and just out of like wanting to make you happy. And that's where, that's literally where, you know, your downfall will be if you keep on trying to make others around you happy, but you don't start within yourself. You can never mm. achieve that because their expectation, their expect, your, mm, your expectation of how they'll react is never going to match the way they react, right? And you really have to learn how to just do things and not expect too much back, literally. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> It's like life-changing advice if you can really take it to heart. Just stop <laughs> expecting things from people. Like, you know, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, even <laughs> right. Like, okay, so I was meant to record a, a podcast um, this morning with someone else as well, right? If I and they cancelled, right? If I was expecting them and I put my heart in, I was just like, oh my god, yes, we're going to record a podcast. Like, it's going to be this. It's going to be that. Then like, I, I've hyped it up in my own mind. If that person cancels for the most legitimate reason ever, like they've got a real reason, like I, I've already invested my time and energy into that and getting excited. Now I'm going to be disappointed. So it, in the first place, I just look at that and be like, okay, don't get too excited about something that isn't concrete because things like mm. this are going to change all the time. Mm. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like expectations honestly will be the death of you if you like if you rely on them for your happiness right and Mm. one thing I say is like one thing I say all the time is I don't expect anything from my friends and I feel some people take this the wrong way but for me it means that if my friends do anything for me like I am so happy because (laughs) more time all like like I would say the bare minimum expectation I have of a friendship is that I can be silly around you you know we can talk about things but anything above and beyond that I'm not really like oh like you're my friend you should have done this you're my friend you should have done that there's just the expectation is just no like it's just not there so when someone does it for me it's like the best thing ever because for me it's a surprise it's a cute surprise I never knew I was gonna get it it's so it's just so heartwarming um and I really feel like that's what that honestly does all right, sorry, the recording just cut out there. Um, I don't know. I might just cut this bit out now. Or I might just... <laughs> I don't know. Right. So just to finish off, Alison, is there anything that you'd like to bring the audience's attention to? Um, so, yeah, there is one thing I'd like to mention. Um, so my mother is an amazing woman, and she has actually started up um, a social enterprise in Nigeria called Sponsor Ateki. And what this social enterprise hopes to do is to empower two types of people. So to give um, people who have graduated recently from Nigeria a job, um, those who have been out of um, unemployed for at least 
a year and to also train underprivileged children in IT skills, become Microsoft certified. Um, and I feel like it's a really great initiative because the initiative we're using is the train the trainer aspect where first we train the graduates and then the graduates train the children and then the graduates train other graduates and we want this to be like an unrolling um don't know what to say an unrolling service where we don't have to be there for impact to take place so we empower these people by allowing them to empower themselves educate themselves and just get more out from this life so if you guys would please help um us donate to sponsor a techie um we're trying to get up funds to fund um funds to funds well uh we're trying to raise money to fund the graduates like um salary for the year once they do finish their training um so yeah no, it really <laughs> is a great initiative and the fact that it can become self-sustaining so it's almost like you do this thing one time and you can change their lives of so many people and they can go on to change the lives of so many people. It really is a great initiative. The link to the um, donation will be in the bio description, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for sharing that. And it's been great to have you on the podcast, Light and Honestly, these conversations just flow naturally between us. So to actually get them on camera is great. <laughs> it's been great being here this is my first podcast and yeah i really enjoyed it so thank you so much um you've been amazing oh, thank you thank you so much but yeah it's been great having you on and maybe maybe we might even see you back for a part two because there's plenty more conversations to say <laughs> definitely <laughs> <if> definitely <laughs> all right nice so i'll see you in a bit thank you bye